Hi, I'm Ivy Brewer, Dean of College Guidance. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast. Today, I'm talking with some upper school teachers who are new college advisors this year, Tony King, Jacqueline Haynes, Sam Clark, and Jared Willerson. We'll be chatting about how they help our students navigate the ever-changing college admission process. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. Join us as we take a look inside and outside our classrooms and connect with students, teachers, alumni, and more. Thank you all for joining us today. The college application process changes every year, and as a result, our college advisors need to constantly be learning and participating in professional development opportunities. The advisors I have with me here today have participated in various learning opportunities over the summer. I'm excited for them to share what they learned with all of you. Um, I'm going to begin. I attended the No Name Conference, which is a funny name, I know, um, in Maryland this year. It is a very select group of deans and directors of uh, high schools, colleges, and also um, some very elite um, independent counselors, where we talk about all things um, college guidance, um, trends, tips, and tricks. And I always come away from that um, conference feeling very energized and enlightened by my very um, brilliant colleagues. But one little nugget that I learned this year was just such a, a common sense approach to how um, some one of the other high schooler high school counselors approach uh, the college process with their students. And the quote that they gave, the thing that they tell their students is, you do you and we'll find the colleges that will love you back. And I think that is such great advice. It is something that we commonly tell our freshmen, you know, make the most out of high school and college will take care of itself. But I like the way that this counselor emphasized that students should do the things that they love, the, the classes that interest them, the activities that uh, they're excited about, and colleges, there's so many colleges in this country that would embrace them for who they are, and they don't have to fit a certain mold in order to be accepted to college. I thought that was just a lovely way to look at the college process and sort of um, takes the stress out of, of being someone that you're not and gives you the confidence, uh, give the students the confidence to be who they really are. So that was my little tidbit that I'm going to share. And I'm gonna go ahead and call on um, each of the college advisors to share as well. So um, Tony, um, let's begin with you. Okay, so we attended the SACAC conference in Charlotte, which is the Southern Association of College Counselors, <laughs> stands for that. Um, and so, you know, we learned a lot because this is our first year. I'm talking about Ms. Haynes and I, Mr. Willerson and I. And um, one of the things that I really learned a lot about was the difference between early action, early decision, and regular decision. Um, not only did we learn about, you know, the deadlines and how they're different and that whole commitment when you are early decision, but what I found interesting is we got some inside information. So you'd be surprised sometimes there's an advantage or a disadvantage. Um, for instance, at Wake Forest, it seems to be a major advantage if you do the early decision over the acceptance rate. 
Um, however, at schools like Notre Dame, it's actually um, in recent years has been a disadvantage to do early action. Um, I guess because most, since it's a Catholic institution, they have so many applicants across the country that everybody does early action. And so you actually, in years past, have had a better chance of getting in by regular decision. But anyway, just, you know, we learned that every college is different. There's advantages and disadvantages. And so you need to do your research and maybe um, try to figure out your best time to apply. Also, um, whether your major matters. Some schools have limited um, spots for certain majors. So you need to find that out when you're applying because um, you don't want to lessen your chances of getting in. Sometimes the major doesn't matter at all. But anyway, we just learned that, you know, you just need to take a really close look at each college and figure out the best way to increase your chances. Yes, that's that's great advice. Um, Jacqueline, what would you like to add to that? I appreciated learning about the different types of ways to fund school. Um, just that there are a plethora of scholarships out there. We have the Pell Grant. There are state-based grants, like in Georgia, we have Zell Miller and Hope. You can help pay for school with ROTC, work-study programs, and that a lot of the liberal arts schools seem to have money that they are willing to give out based on need to kind of make the tuition at a liberal arts school more equitable to a public institution. So I think it was interesting to learn about all of the different ways that people can get scholarships. Absolutely, there's so many different ways to uh, whittle down that total cost of attendance. Um, and sometimes it takes some uh, creative thinking um, to, to get through and, and get the best uh, price for the, that's the right fit for that family. Um, Jared, what, you also attended the SACAC uh, summer seminar in Charlotte. Um, tell us about your experience. First of all, it was really awesome just to be with a community of uh, like-minded people. I enjoyed our time with uh, Jacqueline and, and Tony, and we had a we just had a great time learning about lots of different schools, uh, lots of different things uh, in, that are, that relate to college counseling. Uh, what I really enjoyed was I just want to echo what what Tony said. Um, there's just the, the the difference between regular decision and early action, early decision. That can be very, very cumbersome and very confusing. And um, that is something that, that we, we really need to help kids navigate as they go into the college process. Uh, learning more about the NCAA and the NCAA process was also very helpful for me uh, at the SACAC conference. Uh, just being able to navigate that minefield. Uh, there's lots of little things that uh, you can do and need to do and, and what perspective student athletes need to do. So all of that information was was super helpful and super important. And just the ability to see lots of different colleges. We saw some small liberal arts colleges. We saw very large universities. We saw public universities, private universities, and just the whole range. And um, that, that sort of information is really invaluable when you have you know, a student in front of you and you're thinking, man, I really think they would be a good fit at, at this particular college because I went there, I saw, I saw what they were about. And uh, I think that would be something that they should look at. And so that was, that was very, very helpful for me. Well, um, I know, yes, you toured some colleges as part of the um, summer seminar, but Jared, you also ended up going on the SACAC Sweet Tea Tour this summer. You just couldn't get enough of that professional development, which was great. And so you saw lots of schools in Mississippi and Louisiana. 
um, and which I know were all very different from one another. Can you um, tell us just one interesting thing that you saw that kind of stood out in your mind or you thought might be a, a really good fit for some of our Darlington students? Yeah, there was, you know, I saw, I ran the whole gamut from large state universities like Ole Miss and, and Mississippi State to private prestigious colleges like Tulane and LSU. And, um, you know, what I saw was how the approach that a lot of colleges took. For, for instance, LSU was very, very, very serious about getting students from all over the Southeast. They were, they were on point and they were on brand and they stayed on brand throughout their entire presentation. Uh, they have, they are really on a mission, you know, other colleges, you know, they used humor, they used lots of other things, but I was really impressed with, uh, at, with LSU in particular, just how focused they were on, uh, getting and retaining students. It was a fantastic tour, by the way, uh, we, we saw all kinds of, I mean, we went to, a, we went to HBCUs and uh, Xavier in New Orleans and Grambling uh, in in Louisiana. That was awesome. Um, got to see Louisiana Tech, which is a you know a, an engineering school that you know a lot of people don't really hear about, but they had some fa fascinating programs. Um, so just lots of different things, but it was super enjoyable. <laughs> Well, I think um, your experience, Jared, really um, can emphasize to the students how important it is to get on a college campus. We encourage our students to uh, visit colleges and learn about them because you'll see all different types and you can find the ones that, uh, that you really click with and that you can fit in. And so um, Jared saw a lot of them this summer and I think he can speak to definitely how important that, that tour can be in the process. There's nothing like being on campus. Um, you know, every campus has something unique to offer, and there's just something out there for everybody, like you said earlier. I mean, there's just something out there for everybody. So it's important to visit as many as you can. Agreed. So, um, Sam, last but not least, you had a, a bit of a unique experience. You left the South for your training this summer. So tell us about that. Uh, yes, indeed. I went to the Association of College Counselors in Independent Schools new counselor workshop uh, at the University of Oregon in Eugene. And at the same time that that was happening, the United States track and field championships were also happening on the University of Oregon in Eugene. And that was an amazing experience just being next to that. Um, but it was really cool to have uh, other counselors from all over the United States at this fair. We had some Southern counselors, but we also had some New England boarding schools, some Maryland schools, um, a real, really ran the gambit of uh, what independent schools in the United States look like, which was really interesting to see. Um, one of the things we talked about a lot was the good and the bad of testing. So as we are now leaving the COVID era of all test optional, you know, Georgia's requiring tests this year. Auburn has one more year of being test optional. It's really important to realize when you should uh, given your test scores versus when you maybe should hold back. And one thing uh, they we talked about a lot was how you really want your test scores to blend in with the 25 and 75th quartile, uh, sorry, percentiles of those schools. But on the good end, 
is if you just look at the 2020 and 2021 years, those numbers might be slightly inflated. If all the schools are test optional, the only people that are going to give in their test scores are the ones that are they are confident are great test scores, which means some of the lower test scores that still might have gotten in didn't get added to the system. So if you're looking at those uh, percentages, those numbers of the 25th and 75th percentile, do not be afraid if it doesn't quite match up with what you have, because those numbers may be artificially inflated, especially in the last couple of years. It'd be good to go back to maybe 2019, the last kind of normal year of uh, test scores to see maybe what a more realistic number really is. Yeah, that's really good advice. We've come off some uh, very strange years, past couple of years with the pandemic, and um, definitely looking back to 2019 for stats, maybe more apropos. So that's wonderful. Well, um, we uh, so I appreciate everything that y'all did this summer to um, increase your knowledge and be able to help our students even better. Um, but we also encourage our students to learn and. Uh, with that, we started school off this year with uh, College Boot Camp, where we invited deans and directors from uh, five schools to come and talk to our seniors and talk to our college advisors about um, both the different types of um, schools and, and how admission may differ in sort of a general sense, but also to help them uh, learn about specific topics in college admission, such as financial aid, making the most of the college visit, the holistic review, um, how to emphasize uh, activities on your um, application and whatnot. And it was a great day of learning for all of us, not just the college advisors, but the entire senior class as well. So that was a wonderful beginning to our school year. And then next week on Monday, we have our college fair coming up. Uh, that will be from 1030 to 1130 with all students in the upper school in attendance. Um, the college advisors will be there as well, helping students who maybe aren't quite sure who to talk to, uh, making suggestions of colleges that they could visit uh, while they're at that fair. Right now, our fair stands at about 105 uh, visiting schools, and that list of schools is in the announcements. But um, we really are looking forward to having all those colleges on campus, not only for our seniors who are in the process for them to get their questions answered, but for the underclassmen as well, who can begin the college search by looking at all the possibilities that are available to them. We're glad that you tune in to this episode of the Darlington Podcast. Tune in each week wherever you like to listen to podcasts and don't forget to subscribe. You can check out today's show notes at darlingtonschool.org slash podcast. If you have questions about today's program or ideas for a future episode, send an email to communications at darlingtonschool.org. The Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, is a collaboration between the communication, advancement, and IT teams. And the intro music is alumni produced. See show notes and hear more episodes at www.derlingtonschool.org slash podcast.